Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Patrick Shanley, gaming writer and editor of The Hollywood Reporter, and joining me as always is my best friend, Edmund Arnold, who is not that, but he has his own title, I guess. What, what's your title, Eddie? Oh. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, my title would be Single Handsome Black Guy Living in the Bay Area. Hit me up. Um, it's a bit long. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that what we're going for right now? Yeah, sure, I guess. That yeah, is this a, a place for me to plug my Twitter? No, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, not just Twitter. I plug your uh, your Bumble or your... Um... My official title is a youth special, youth development specialist. Okay, so, well, now that we've lost yeah. every listener that we had... They're uh, gone. In the They're opening. gone. They're gone. <laughs> I don't blame them. This week was a pretty crazy week because we had Hideo Kojima introducing a new trailer that featured gameplay of Death Stranding which is pretty much the craziest game that anyone has ever made in the history of all games. Is it? It's up there, I would say. Do you understand? Did you understand what's going on in Death Stranding? What if it's not crazy? What if it's the most coherent video game we've ever seen in our life? He's just editing the trailers to make it seem like it's very confusing. Uh, I actually like how much of it was just so incredibly on the nose that, like, the main character's name is Bridges, and he's making a bridge between us and, like, the past and humanity. Is, is that what the game is about? I guess. I don't know. There's babies. There's human Mads connection. Michaelson and zombies. Human Mads coming out of mud. My Doing... favorite was that Kojima tweeted, and he was like, if you're a fan of Mads, you'll love all the different Mads that are in this. And he was like, combat Mads, and like Mads coming out of mud. And he literally just like listed a whole bunch of different Mads as if he was a Pokemon. Uh, there's a lot of Mads in that trailer, though. I got confused about how many Mads were in that trailer, though. Yeah, because the con- trailer was the most confusing thing anyone's ever seen, as with all the trailers that have existed for this game. And at the same time, I freaking want it! Why? Because it's Kojima. Do but why? It? Because it looks bananas. It, why it why aren't you on board with this? Because the gameplay looks like every other action action game out there. It's just, and the story's not, what's the story about? Babies. So what am I going to, am I going to be excited about this game because it looks insane? Because I don't understand anything that's going on. If if that was the case, I'd be excited about Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm sorry, you weren't excited about Kingdom Hearts 3? No, I was not. I was not. Like, what is going on in the world where we can throw out drivel like this and be excited about it? Um, there's, no co- there's no cohesion here. Sure. There's nothing going, where's a baby coming out of a throat? He's running around in mountains. He's building a ladder. Like, you guys are excited about building a ladder and climbing up mountains? Get out of here. I like ladders, and I like mountains, because I'm a white guy. And <laughs> You those, said it. Those are things that white guys like. You said it, not me. Yeah, I can say it. Yeah, you those said it. Deeply offensive things about white people and ladders. Uh, that probably is something. And people will be like, actually, did you know back in the 1800s? Someone's writing a tweet right now. You piece of crap, man. But seriously, explain to me why... Okay, Hideo Kojima, I understand he's got a long history of one title, Metal Gear Solid. It's not one title. Or one series, one series, I should say, Metal Gear Solid. I'm sorry, are you dismissing Metal Gear Solid right now? Are you not a fan of Metal Gear Solid? It didn't make any sense either. Well... All right, that's true. Those games are insane, too. And I love that people have kind of forgotten how bananas those games are. They make There's so many insane monologues in those games that are just, like, words strung together. 
and I didn't like I didn't like the Metal Gear Solid games. That I think that's why I'm going. I'm so I'm standing so far left of this because nothing he's done so far has made me been ex- make makes me excited for this game. I don't know how that's possible. You played I mean, the first and second Metal Gear Solid, and you weren't I've, into that game. I played all of them, and I remember. The second one, I think, gave me nightmares. Is that the one where you are uh, you play a snake and then it jits you into playing as the blonde guy where you're running half naked jits half of the game? <laughs> what the is hell it? is that? I don't know. That's a word that I just made up. <laughs> you coined it. Jits. Uh, yeah. Jits. Yes. Yeah, jits. You, you become Raiden, and there's like a scene where you're doing like naked cartwheels. That's what I remember from being a child and watching that game. I think I got nightmares over that. That game put forced nudity in my face. Yeah, like Kojima. It. We yeah, were Kojima. impressionable youths. Maybe that's why I don't like... Maybe I'm not... That's why I'm not excited because Kojima face... Made me face... Oh, I'm trying... Blonde mm. nudity. Blonde nudity, Blonde yeah. male nudity. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, what did he make me face there that I haven't faced before that age, but, yeah. Yeah, Blonde hair nudity. Strange oh childhood. Anyway, very, moving on. They were good games, trouble. and I enjoyed them, and a lot of people are very excited about Death Stranding, mostly because the marketing for this game has been so good. Nobody's understood what the hell this game was, and, and that's we still good? don't know. I guess it's driving fervor oh, around the game. God. There's lots of fervor. Are you denying the fervor? No, there's a lot of fervor. That's, that's why I'm, I'm like... Fervor's high! I'm getting angry because people are so excited about this, and I just I can't wrap my mind around it. I think you feel like you're being left out because you're not in. I'm always used to being left out. Well, oh, that's very sad. La la la. It's <laughs> very sad. This is a very sad podcast already. We're off to a very strange beginning <laughs> on this. Because, because I don't, I just, I, t- t- okay, explain to me. Explain to me, step by step, watching that trailer, what made you excited? What made you think, like, man, I'm, I'm down for this game now. I want this game now. Let me tell you, if it wasn't name recognition alone, which is what's driving most of this, both with Kojima and with all the actors who were in it, I like Mads Mikkelsen, I like Norman Reedus, I don't think Guillermo del Toro voices his character, but like he's involved in some weird way. I like Troy Baker, I think he's amazing. Um, I don't know, I I like the visuals, I like, like the world, kind of, I like it less now that I've seen more, because I thought it was like a fantasy world, and it's not, it's like a future version of America, and... There's, like, weird, like, zombie soldiers and these bizarre, like... They're called BTs. I don't know what that yeah, stands BTs, for. BTs, right. And Co- no one loves America more than Kojima, though. He does love America. That. He loves America. When the game was like, oh, you gotta rebuild America. And then Norman Reedus was like, there's no... We don't need to rebuild America. There's no point of it. And I was just like, all right, I get it. Okay. Seems like you're playing Norman Reedus. You're going to be going out into the desperation, trying to unite the United States of America. I just don't understand why you're running a- away from security guards with stun batons in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Who are dressed in rain slickers. They're dressed like Paddington. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. And then, like, you're beating people up with a briefcase? Yeah, just, well, uh, I don't know. Briefcases, are they're heavy. Badass, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, the main reason I want to play the game is because I've been following it for a while, and I just want to know what the hell is going on. Yeah, but you don't have to pay for games. I have to pay for games. That's my main thing. It's like That's people are, true. People are excited about paying $60 for something they don't know what's, what they're playing. Yeah, but, I mean, Kojima's built up that brand loyalty, and a lot of yes. people are intrigued by what's happening anyway. Yeah, but you knew what you're playing with Metal Gear Solid. Did you? So, because they were insane. Dude, you, you did not know. In Metal Gear Solid 2, you just said they jitzed us, and you thought you were going to play as it's, It works, huh? Yeah. That word works, huh? It's a yeah. great word. It, yeah. it just feels good on the tongue. It frankly. does. It does. Jits. 
No, I mean, but mechanically, you knew what you were getting because every Metal Gear played the same, right? Except for Snake Eater, that was dramatically different because you actually had to manage different systems. Also, I hated that one, by the way. That was the number one one I disliked. Most people either you either really like Snake Eater or you really hate Snake Eater. I don't think there's anyone who is on the fence about Snake Eater. That's one of the most polarizing games in that franchise. Oh, actually, uh, there's a whole bunch of people who. That was another tweet. That's my tweet voice. Uh, okay, I love that tweet voice. So I'm, Thanks. I'm gonna run with that. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just you. I felt like you were getting mechanically. You were getting the every same the same thing every game. Not the same thing, but you were, you knew what you were getting. It was a largely stealth action game. You knew that you had certain segments where you had to get past certain uh, NPCs in order to reach an objective. It was by the books, and you were gonna get these crazy cutscenes about this character that people really liked. I think when you're starting something new like he's starting, for me, you have to show more gameplay to get me enthralled. Because at the end of the day, you're not making a movie, dude. You're right, making a, a game. video game. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of... That's a great point. A lot of games are kind of moving in that way, especially the Sony games. But it's, it's weird because I think they've been great. Like, the Sony exclusives have been amazing. Oh, they all- have been. They have been. But God of War showed his gameplay. I mean, all these games yeah. that we've seen... and. Look, E3's around the corner, so I could be eating my words right now because they could come out and be like, here's 45 minutes of gameplay. This is exactly Take what Take that, like. Edmund Arnold. Uh-huh, Edmund Arnold, you've nobody. So I just, I, I just feel everyone's getting excited about a movie right now, and I'm like, hey, what about the game? What is he bringing? What is this game going to do different than Metal Gear Solid? And if it doesn't do anything different than Metal Gear Solid, should we be applauding this? Well, that's something that we'll decide on November 8th when the game comes out. You know, right now, people are just excited about a trailer, and you seem to be poo-pooing on everybody. I am. Poo-poo on all you. Poo-poo on all you. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. There's, I like the way those peas pop on your microphone. Poo-poo. <laughs> we just lost our other ten listeners. <laughs> They're gone. They're like, Shut up! What is going on with these two today? What is going on with these two today? I think one of the biggest things about... What makes this game intriguing is that it's Kojima's first game outside of Konami, you know, and it's his it's Kojima Productions, and it's like, what is he going to do now that he has like full creative freedom? Even though it seems like he had full creative freedom anyway at Konami exactly. to begin with. Exactly. Like, who has been reigning in Kojima? Has he been reined in in the past? <laughs> those were reined in games. If those games were reined in, we're about to see a fully unhinged Kojima in this game. If those games were reined in, then I'll crap my pants playing Death Stranding just from the sheer insanity that is pumped into my eyeballs. Well, I, I've already, there's already been a lot of insanity going on in this game, just with the different Mads, the <laughs> the baby the dolls, Pokemads. the baby, the Pokemads. I like that. Yeah. The babies coming out of throats. One baby looked decrepit and dying at the end. I noticed that. Like that was kind of shocking for me. All the different women in the game that look exactly the same, and I was like, oh, these are different women. I thought they were all the same. Oh, you're so, just racist on that. Maybe one. I am racist. He needs he needs to mix up the ethnicity of those characters a little bit because they're all looking the same to me. <laughs> so, oh man, uh, I just I can't I cannot get excited for something that I don't know what I'm getting into. Are you gonna play it when it comes out? I, I'm gonna have to wait. I, I'm gonna have to watch people play it. On really? Twitch. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you're not a day one guy, even no, though not with this one. No. You have a strange fan allegiance to different people that I wouldn't expect you to, and then you don't have it for people that I would expect you to have it for. I it's, if any other think about it, if any other developer did something like this, they would just people would trash them for it. They would. And I think we give special privileges to Hideo Hideo Kojima. 
because he's a really nice and cool guy. It's not just that he's nice and cool. It's that he's like one of the... I, I hate this type of hyperbole, even though I use it all the time. But he's a great mind in video games. He's a really he creative mind. And he's he is. changing things and doing weird things that other people aren't doing. He's a pioneer. When you really think about it, I mean, Metal Gear Solid, what, that first game was unlike anything you've ever seen before right. with, it, with the stealth mechanics, the graphics, just the way, like, you could hide in a box. You could just hide in a box! Way, just a different way the systems were made in that game. It was something that was complex that no, no one has ever seen before. So, in that regard, I believe, yes, he's the pioneer, he should be regarded as such, but man, I just can't give false allegiances to people. I, I, can't, I, I can't just throw in my hat in the ring with everyone is that even a saying i can't throw my hat in whatever people are throwing their hats in <laughs> now on you're a, concerned about sayings after on you a made game up a word well i it. made up a word it sounds good on a game that i i know nothing about and I, if maybe if this entire eight minutes of this trailer was gameplay and i saw something that really stood out to me mm. i'd be excited about it it's, because we have to understand this is the last <laughs> We're in the last part of this generation. Right. Games need to be kicking butt right now. And if you're not doing innov- something innovative, and you're not doing something that stands above the test of time, then what are you doing? You're not, you have to push this hardware to the full extent right now. Yeah, you know, you made a really, really good point earlier that seems to come up more and more as games become like more photorealistic and like what you can do with narrative and the types of actors you get. But you're right, they're not making a movie. Like It's a game, and the gameplay is... If not the most important part, then definitely like an integral part. If it was a tricycle, it would be like the front wheel. Well, I believe that's the most important wheel. Exactly. But you've said this multiple podcasts that we've recorded. I don't care how games look anymore because all games look good now. Right. (laughs) All games look good now. Except unless you're a just cause for a big majority (laughs) of the games coming out. Like Rage 2 looked amazing. Like every game that comes out looks good now. And this trailer, do not get me wrong. This is going to be one of the best-looking games of all time. Oh, absolutely. But if you're just the best-looking game and you're just making cutscenes look great and there's no innovative gameplay behind it, like the way God of War pushed that – just the action, behind-the-back action, I think yeah. God of War pushed it way forward. Even – I don't – I'm not a big fan of – I can't even. I can't even think of another example. That's where games are right now. In the last three or four years, there was something that was just like I was like, "Wow, I've never seen anything like that before." Yeah, I can't either. Now that you say, I can think of games that like really honed in on like the gameplay aspect and really nailed it. I thought Breath of the Wild did an amazing job okay. as being an open world game. Right? It wasn't anything completely different. I guess it was more just like the physics in that game and the way the entire world worked together was just so incredibly impressive to me. And a game like, uh, go the complete opposite direction, go with a game like Celeste, right, which is like pretty simple, quote-unquote, gameplay, but like just really tight and really well-made and like good at, um, uh, like, you know, really getting across that like this is hard, you're going to die, and then you're going to immediately come back and try again. You know, like that game nailed that. Right, right. I, I agree with you on that. And I, I think, and I've also been playing games for a while now, so I think I'm hitting to a point where I'm just like you have to hit you have to push your gameplay to to a certain extent you have to look good you have to have you have to nail that feel 
You have to nail that style if you get what I'm saying. So I don't need every game to look amazing, but like Void Bastards is the game that came out. That's a very distinct comic book style that I don't Mm -hmm. don't think a lot of games nail, and it nails it. So, and it's just, it's, I don't, if this game just looks good, and this is my main argument, if this game just looks good and that's what it seems like it's branching off of, it's branching off of Hideo Kojima's name, it's branching off of, it looks like it's something we've never seen before, and it's also branching off of its weirdness. Those are the three things that this game is standing on right now, and that's not enough for me to get excited about a $60 video game. All right, I can understand that, and I actually think that's fair. And I think, I know that's a, an opinion that we're not hearing a lot right now, but that's a fair opinion, and it should be said, because like you said, it's a game. You know, it's it's not a movie. It, they all look good. Let's think of, like last year, like Return of the Obra Dinn looks like something I played on a TI-80 plus calculator in middle school and that game was nominated for game of the year at like multiple awards and look at what that game did that game was unlike anything that i've ever played before because you were going you were playing it you were a detective that was replaying different scenes on this boat in order to figure out how each character on this boat died and every character dies in a drastically different way it played out a long you know it was a story game as a walking simulator you know i don't want to be I'm not going to sugarcoat and act like it was an innovative gameplay, but it was something that I've never seen before. So, and I, I think if you're going to go off of, yeah, maybe Hideo Kojima with this game, Death Stranding is going to be a story unlike anything that you can tell in video games. Uh-huh. But ha- I feel like we've seen weird stories being told in movies and weird stories being told. Uh, you, you, do you get what I'm saying? It's just not no, enough to push the boundary forward. Yeah, he's like the David Lynch of video games in a way, right? Like, do you know who David Lynch is? He yes, did, like, I do. Twin Peaks and all that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't I don't really like David Lynch. I appreciate what he does. I do like Kojima, so let me coach it that way. But, like, weird stuff and, like, pushing, like, the story in a certain way. And I understand what you're saying in the gameplay. I did, however, just find my hypocrite card because you bashed Nintendo Labo the other day or the other day, last year, when it came out, even though it was incredibly innovative. Because it's trash. If it wasn't trash, I'd be fine. If they gave you, like, a Kinect set to play with, that'd be okay. Or some Legos to play with, but I don't want my kids playing with cardboard, and I'll stay by that. Oh, you meant I'll literal s- trash. Like, yeah, it's, it's, actually it's, trash, it's yeah. actual trash. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we want to talk about innovation, uh, the Pokemon... What are they? Do you call them the Pokemon Company? Can I just say Pokemon? I feel like an asshole whenever I say Pokemon. Oh, the Pokemon Company. Mr. Pokemon. Anyway, Pokemon debuted. Debuted is not even the right word. They announced this thing called Pokemon Sleep, which is a game, I guess. And it comes with hardware that tracks your sleep. What I think is is that Pokemon Company is trying to take over the entire world, and this is one of the steps in it. Did you see anything about this announcement? And can you like make head or heel of what the hell this is? So apparently it's supposed to be tracking your sleep. How is that a then- game? It's not. I don't think it's a game. I think it's more of like a lifestyle app. It seems like. Why would I want Pokemon to give me a lifestyle app? Because it's doing everything your smartwatch does. I saw someone. I think it was CNET posted, or I read their article, and they they said some. The whoever wrote the article, I don't. I don't know anyone about anything about CNET, but they wrote basically that their Pokemon is trying to do everything that your smartwatch does. Why? I, I don't. My, my smartwatch already does it. Why don't they make apps for the smartwatch then? That's what they should do. Like, Pikachu pops up and he's like, if, you ate too many calories today, well, fat I think ass. This, I, think this app will be on, I think this app will be on your watch. You'll be able to put it on your watch and everything. So I, so I think they're just taking over. Where, where does Pokemon come into this is my question. Making sleep fun? 
this is madness. This is like if I went to a doctor and they're like, you need an echocardiogram, but like Snorlax is going to give it to you. <laughs> I would I would go to the doctor. Actually, more. I probably would. That's true. That's a bad example. It just sounds like Pokemon wants to expand. And this is the way that they see. This? <laughs> this is the way that they see expanding, expanding to your sleep. Do you know what? You want to know what it is? Is they're drunk on their own power from Pokemon Go, which was, you know, like nobody knew what the hell that was when it first came out. And now they're like, we can do anything. Like, we'll track you when you're asleep. Well, that, that, they're linking together. I guess Pokemon Go, Pokemon Sleep are all linked together. Pokemon Pregnancy Test. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. The <laughs> visual I just got for that. Oh, my God. Pissing on Squirtle's face. <laughs> I have to edit. Do I have to edit that out? I don't know. I liked it. No, Leave it yeah, in. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I just... Oh, my God. Uh, my mind is just going through so many Pokemon things. So I, hmm, I don't, I, I don't get it. <laughs> you can just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> There's nothing else to say. I don't get it. I, I, it's making sleep fun. I just, if there wasn't enough details around it, I, I think. Are you going to be training your Pokemon in your sleep? Is that it? I just, it, I don't understand. Especially, here's the weirdest thing about this, and why Pokemon is weird. Pokemon is like one of. There are no inactive games, I guess, right? But Pokemon is an incredibly active game. And they just had a big success with one... A game... They were touting the fact that you walk around. Like, that was the point. Even in their announcement for Pokemon Sleep. It's like, look how much you walked with Pokemon Go. You fat piece of crap. Well, if you didn't want to walk and you just wanted to play Pokemon from your bed, now you can. Yeah, when you're not even conscious, I guess. No, no. The balls to sell, like, an extra hardware piece with the game is what really got me so i uh, so apparently it's going to track your your sleeping pattern and then adjust your go gameplay based off of that pattern i just don't know what that means i don't either And are people still playing pokemon to go enough to really spur enough attention to a pokemon sleep app pokemon go is the weirdest thing so it in 2016 right when it came out there was obviously it was a phenomenon and everyone was doing it i was doing it yeah but then it went down in 2017 and we're like well that was a fun experiment and then for whatever reason last year it exploded again and then this year it's been off to a crazy start i don't have the numbers directly in front of me but i can assure you that pokemon go in 2019 has been doing insane numbers i don't i don't know why was that spurred by let's go pikachu and eevee i was wondering that too and also the the detective pikachu movie but uh, neither i mean those games did well but they didn't like they weren't blockbusters right i guess they were blockbusters but they weren't like massive cultural phenomenons the way that pokemon go was oh pokemon go was crazy i mean i i i love how i said is there enough attention to uh, people still playing this when i went to pan express the other day i saw groups of people all standing around like different like different groups of people all standing around and I was like, what are these people doing? And then as I was walking in Panda's Express, I was like, oh, my God, people are still playing Pokemon Go. That's what they're doing. They're battling right now. So When you're saying different people, like old, young. It was old, It was like a group of two, a couple that were older. It was a group of, like, teenagers. Another group of people are probably around our age. And then, like, a group of, um, like, a mom and her children. And they were really? all just sit, standing at a corner, like, close to each other, but spread apart enough where, like, it, it dawned on me as I was walking in Panda Express, like, oh, they're playing Pokemon Go. And I think you see a lot of that in the Bay Area. 
Yeah. You see a lot of that in the Bay Area. I don't know if you still see a lot of that in your area, the LA area, but I know in the Bay Area, I still see your pockets of people still playing Pokemon. Yeah, Go. down here, it's rare to see, A, people walking anywhere in general, and then, B, to see an intact family. I don't even, I can't remember the last time I saw that in Los Angeles. No, they, yeah, and they were they were all playing, so... I, I, so, I, now they can play from their sleep. And then once they get all their Pokemon from their sleep and from their go, they can attach them all to their Pokemon home. Yeah, and just, you'll never be without Pokemon. No, because Pokemon home is a thing now, too. Is this the first step in breeding actual Pokemons? This is the first, we're getting a Pokemon Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. my, my children's kids will be going to a Jurassic Park full of Pokemon. Just throwing balls at them? Like, Rhydon is going to take over the world, probably, is what's going to happen. Well, like, someone's going to mess around and make a real Mewtwo, and then we're all going to die. Don't That's even what's going to happen. Put that out in the universe. It's, it's going to be Amazon and Pokemon in the apocalypse. It's going to be Amazon is going to be on one corner and Pokemon are going to be in the next corner just duking it out for all. That sounds right. I think if you read the Book of Revelations really closely, they reference Jeff Bezos and Pikachu as two of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> it's all coming true now. It makes sense. So, But Pokemon is blowing up. Where did, where did this come from? It was kind of, I mean, Pokemon's always been around, but not in this way. It's like it goes down for like four years, and then it's like, blah, Pokemon again, and just explodes. But we, when we were kids, it was massive. I yeah, it was, Pokemon hey, was life. When that, when that show first came out, and Red and Blue and Yellow, those games came out, and those Pokemon cars were all the craze, that I, that was my life. That was a lot of people that I know's life. Like, it, that was a huge phenomenon right and then it kind of just died and that didn't die off it's still you know it was still grumbling you still heard kids talk about it but now all of a sudden i'm it's been maybe what 20 years and now it's coming back with has is there any other game is there any other i can't think of another property that gets people this excited like you know star wars and things like that yeah but, but that's like, different right in a gaming company <clears throat> that this is unheard of i mean mario persists zelda persists but yeah like pokemon because it gets kids and like a new generation is just as obsessed with pokemon as like we were when we were the same age that part to me is insane is it because they're kid games i guess like how is nintendo able to do all because you can't you can't name this you can't name one property from playstation that we follow through the years that we still get excited about you can't name one property from xbox that we follow through forever that we still get excited about mainly they came out much later in our lives sure but not in the same way yeah you're right i mean like every time there's new mario every time there's new zelda people get excited metroid prime is not on the same level i mean halo there's there's rumors there's going to be like a new halo at e3 but like a that's way newer than pokemon is and then b it doesn't have the same like cultural impact that Pokemon has. Was Pokemon an anime then a game, I actually, or was it a game and then an anime? I was under the impression that it was a game and then they made like animes afterwards. Because it's not like Dragon Ball Z, where Dragon Ball Z was like uh, an anime and a manga and then became video games, and like those video games never blew up in huge ways. Because they never gave Dragon Ball Z. Oh, don't even get me started. They never gave Dragon Ball Z a. That was a perfect avenue for you to make a good game, and they never did it. Yeah, it's they like never did it. They never made a good movie off of Dragon Ball. No, they made one horrible, horrible, horrible travesty of a movie based on yep. Dragon Ball. Yep, yep. And we never got. But Pokemon, you know, it's hard because they made a. They, that show was great. The video game was great. The Pokemon cards were great. 
you had everything around. Even their like their uh, movies that they came out with did real well. The Mewtwo movie and all that. So they were masters. I mean, all they did was just a gigantic marketing company. And yeah, absolutely, they absolutely. St- are still going and still just dominating. It's it's craziness. So it looks like the games came first. Okay, that was my impression as well. Yeah, look at you doing research. Came first. Yeah, because I I had to look this up. So this this is is Pokemon the biggest game ever. No, but it's got to be up there. Tetris I mean, is technically the Think highest. about it, though. What game... I'm not saying biggest game ever, not like grossing. Oh, I mean, okay, like gotcha. cultural impact. Think about it. What game has had a television show, a successful television show, successful games throughout the years that are still releasing to this day? Yeah, it's weird to have it all be successful, right? That's... A good movie, a successful movie yeah. that was actually a decent movie. It's okay. <laughs> It was decent for a video game movie. That's like saying this trash isn't that disgusting to taste. It's good for L.A. trash. Yeah, I wouldn't eat the trash in L.A. If it's I was like going to comparing... eat trash, I'd eat it in like Minnesota or like, something. Would you want to eat San Francisco trash or L.A. trash? If I had, like, if I was at gunpoint, I'm going to eat L.A. trash every day. Yeah, there's no question about that. Every single day because someone hasn't peed on it yet. So I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You're a man of taste. Very good minute. I'm, I'm trying to think, and the thing that blows my mind about it is that it's it's a phenomenon that didn't start in America, right? So there's no other games or anything like that that I can think of that is really engrossed America. Like you see kids with Pikachu's, like you see kids in the in the hood wearing pokemon stuff that have you know what i mean like it branches across everywhere yeah and i don't i can't think of another franchise that has done that before uh no not in the same way dragon ball z kind of just for our generation but not in the same way that pokemon did and has it's It's a really good point yeah star wars is like the best analogy for pokemon i guess or marvel now too but marvel's new yeah marvel's newer yeah I mean, well, comic books. If you want to say, if you want to say, like, well, it started from comic books. Nah, but comic crash. books. If you first off, like Captain America was a dork my entire life, <laughs> and so was Thor. They sucked. Like when we were kids, if you liked Captain America, you were a you were a jerk well, no one, ass. No one. Okay, I, I could be overstepping. We could be making people mad, but no one really cared about Marvel growing up. No, are you kidding me? And if you did, like. Fine, more power to you. I haven't even read those comic books, so maybe they're good. But the thing, they were not mainstream. People like Spider-Man. People like Spider-Man. That was it. That no was it. Was, no one was reading Thor. No one was reading Iron Man. Dude, Get out of here. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, if I was 10, if I was 10 years old and somebody would have asked me, I couldn't have told you what was Marvel and what was DC. I would have been like, Spider-Man is freaking awesome, and <laughs> Batman is freaking awesome. Other than that, I don't really care. I like the Flash because I was a weird kid, but yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. well, case yeah. in point. Exactly. Well, yeah, well. You were a disturbed child. Yeah, a lot, a lot of blonde hair, uh, naked guys. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> was the Flash naked? Is he blonde? No, I was just thinking back to our Metal Gear Solid uh, thing. I was just like, yeah, you know, a lot of blonde hair, naked, just jitsing around. No, Barry Allen was a brunette, so no, that, uh, I can't oh. go there. So, yeah, bad reference. Okay, so. But no, I can't think of anything better. I think Pokemon is a big nope. That is, I'm standing by it. Pokemon is the biggest cultural phenomenon ever. All right, take the Twitter fans and let us know which is bigger than Pokemon. Good luck. Yeah, because you can't convince me. <laughs> Even if you're right, no, Eddie will you, just be like, you, "No, nah, nah, you're wrong." Nah, thanks. And though. you can't come at me with like Disney. No, I want like one franchise 
like Pokemon that has come out and have just I'm talking game, movies, television show, comic books, like everything. This game has just taken over everything. You got- now it's a sleep app. It's a mobile app that you, gets you out on your butt. Got me walking. Now you can sleep and it's going to be tracking everything. So you're basically selling your soul to Pokemon. It's the only game that people are willingly going to sell their soul to. Yeah. It did. It, well, I mean, yeah. If you put Pikachu in like a little green visor and he did my taxes, I would I would hand over my, my W-4s. <laughs> I'd be handing here. Take my social, you little cute little rat. Thank you, tax man Pikachu. You little, you little yellow rat. You little come yellow here. rat. Come here. Aw. Um. Speaking of Twitter outrage, the other news from this week, which is big for lots of people, is that there is going to be a new Call of Duty. Uh, this Call of Duty is a reimagining of 2007's Modern Warfare, which I don't know. I we've said things about call of duty on this show i don't dislike call of duty and i'm also not a fan of call of duty if that makes any sense i don't I th- dislike call of duty and i'm not a fan of call of duty i'll say it. okay but let me ask you why because they actually are well-made games like do you dispute that they're well-made games do yes. they not feel well they, no, they, do. they, they play do. well they they're do. great looking i'm just not, it's one of those games that i'm not good at so i don't care about and it's one of those games where it <sighs> There's a certain type of demographic that plays that game that I don't really care for, if that makes sense. So you have to yeah. hear these people. When you're playing an online game, you have to hear these. And you can mute them, I understand. But you have to hear these people in their lobbies and their frat boys that I just don't care about. I don't. It's just the same for The Division. It's just that type of game I've just I've never been a, I've never been a fan of. Yes. We're missing uh, Colin because we need Colin here to talk about Call of Duty. Dude, bro it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah bro, yeah. I'm wearing my Giants hat and I'm 40 years old. Yeah, so. Colin's 40 now. No, but Colin doesn't wear hats anymore, so that's not a good... Wow, look at Colin growing up. He grew up. But I feel like a lot of guys that play Call of Duty are like dudes that still drink Red Bull and wear hats with their headsets. Yeah, and maybe we're stereotyping a little bit. It's a good stereotype. (laughs) Yes, but because of that, I think it's very interesting that Call of Duty, which has had female protagonists kind of in the universe, well, in the zombies, (laughs) like, offshoot franchise and stuff. Oh, good call, because I was just like, where have there been women in Call of Duty? Sure, but, I mean, it's a very male-focused franchise. You do not think it's controversial to say that. The new Modern Warfare will have a playable female protagonist. She is not the only protagonist in this game, but there is a playable female protagonist in this game, and I thought that was a very interesting thing for Call of Duty to do, particularly after all the hoopla hoopla that came out last year with battlefield 5 when battlefield 5 had a female protagonist battlefield did it mm, <laughs> jump on it they want people to talk about their new game right so how do we get people to talk about our new game we add controversy and we take out the number that's a well yeah the number's gone no more gun no, no more numbers. number no more numbers controversy seems to be a bad thing i think people think it's a good thing but look battlefield 5 did not do well yeah, but Battlefield Five also didn't do well because it was a bad Battlefield. That is very true. And sorry, EA and the makers of Battlefield Dice. I just didn't think it was that good of a game. Call no. of Duty is going to be a good game, and I, well, I mean, it's and as look far at the as Call, Call of Duty's look game. at the Call of Duty numbers every year, every time they release. And I mean, they finish in the top five games every time they're every, every year. they finish in every, the top two games yeah, every single year. every single year. So I was being was being safe there, but yeah. So do you think they really care? Do you think they're going to lose that many people? I don't think they'll lose any people, to be honest. No. But maybe it'll be so negligible that it won't matter. I also think, and knowing because I've seen footage from this game and I've played this game already, it's hard to tell when you're like in a room and you're you're listening to the people who are who are making the game and they're really excited about the game, you know. And 
I hate saying this because I'm a journalist and I like to be objective, and I am objective in anything I write. But in terms of like me talking on a podcast or talking to you about it, these people get excited and you kind of feel their energy, you know, yeah. when they're talking about the games. Absolutely get it, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't played the full game, I don't know. But from what I saw, it was pretty shocking, and the way that they approached it was... It was not... I don't want to say that Battlefield Five was pandering because I don't think that's true or fair to that game. What I'm saying is is that Modern Warfare, Warfare does not fear pandering. It does not feel shoehorned in or that it's going for controversy. It seems like a very real take and a mature-ish take on it. I don't know that much about the narrative. I will say that the little scenes that I saw were messed up and they they were hard to watch. And okay. Not in a way that felt like sensational, a little bit maybe, but not in a way that felt like it was just trying to get you. More in like, if we're a game called Modern Warfare, then we're going to show what Modern Warfare is like. I mean, this is the video game series that depicted a very, very, very accurate uh, terrorist attack. That scene, by the way, sorry to get off on a tangent... I remember the controversy was huge around that scene. You're talking about the scene where you're walking through an airport shooting yep. people? Yeah. Yep. That was in Modern Warfare 2? Yeah. Okay. Which I think was actually the superior one to the first Modern Warfare. That scene messed me up. It was not fun to do that scene. For me, personally. Uh, I never played it. You never played it? No, do you remember? But you know about it. I, I know about it because I remember everybody talking about it. Yeah. It was one of the biggest game controversies it was a pretty a shocking while. sequence. Um, and I remember watching YouTube videos on it. Or I might have maybe even watched Colin play it in our dorm room. Maybe, I think that I have seen it and I remember like being thoroughly shocked. Right. So, And I remember this game. I remember, and I could be wrong, but I know in this new Call of Duty Warfare, this new Call of Duty Warfare, they even said something like, this, is, this game, you're going to be playing the no Russian level. If, if they say it's just going to be it's going to be as controversial as a no Russian level. I don't know what Ooh. the context was to it. I don't know. Uh, okay, so the actual quote is: "Call of Duty mm. Modern Warfare will channel the spirit of the no Russian level." Right. So I'm along the lines of like, what does that mean? Are well, you playing as a what like what's going on? I don't think I can give details of the scenes. I probably can, but whatever. I'm not going to just in okay. case. But the scenes that I saw, and one of the scenes particularly was, I mean, horrible to watch like just a miserable awful scene of war right and outside of that the people that you're playing in this game you're playing the other side of the conflict too so you're playing they call them freedom fighters you know and i don't know enough about the game to know what that means i don't think you're playing like i don't, I don't think one of the protagonists is going to be a terrorist per se the whole time <laughs> You're playing at the Taliban. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, right? Because like, it's in the in the no Russians level. I think that's the level, right? Where you yeah. that's the name of the mission where you walk through. You're, and you're Rus- shooting you're, up. You're Russian uh, terrorists, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. And you're okay. walking through an airport, gunning down civilians. I guess so. Are Russians are hot. You can't do Russians anymore. If you're gonna go terrorists, that's the safest route to go. I guess. Are you going back to the Middle East now? Is that what? Oh my! But gosh. you do play. You play a Middle Eastern woman, and she is a freedom fighter, and she's based off of real life freedom fighters in Iran, is where I want to say that they're from. And uh, I have a I have an interview up with the narrative lead of the game, uh, Taylor. Kurosaki, I believe is his name, and I apologize if I'm butchering that off the top of my head. When when is this game based? Is it based now? Is it 2019? Yes, and that was okay. like the big point of why they were reimagining it and why they they said modern warfare and they kept putting the quest. His name is Taylor Kurosaki, by the way, and I think I had gotten that right the first time, but I just want to clarify in case I did get it wrong. Um, 
yeah, they wanted to reimagine the game. So not to, like, do all the same beats. They, like, re-upped the characters like Soap McTarvish and, like, uh, Captain Price. These words mean nothing to you because you haven't played these games. Nope. Um, but, like, classic characters and then also... Sorry, they have reoccurring characters in Call of Duty? In the Modern Warfare series. Modern Warfare series, yes, they do. I never knew that. Okay. All right. Is is it Kit Harington? It should be. It should just be all Kit Harringtons. Because I know Kit Harington was in a game, so it was one of them Kit Harringtons? He was in one of the Call of Duty games, but I think he was in a Black Ops game, not in a Modern Warfare game. We've probably been wrong like 15 times, by the way, over the last like three minutes. Colin's not here, so it doesn't matter. Well, actually, Pat and Edmund, you guys are idiots. Our Call of Duty expert's not here, so it does not matter. We can say whatever we want about Call of Duty right now. Yeah, plus Colin's stupid and smells yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Colin. <laughs> I'm saying this game is going to have some controversy. Absolutely. Like, 100%. Especially as the WHO just... Well, this is a gaming disorder people playing too much. But there's so much, like... Oh, my God. History just repeats itself, man. It's like when Mortal Kombat came out in the early 90s. But, like, the White House released something last year about, like, violent video games. And mm-hmm. there's, like, so much talk about violent video games and, like, real-world influence and, like, what it means and blah, blah, blah. This They're game violent. is... That they are violent, turns out. Mm-hmm. This game is 100% just going to, like, light a fire underneath that again. I, I think last year, Black Ops 4, even though, I mean, it was the second highest-selling game of the year, it didn't have as much, like, cultural momentum around them. Like not as much like buzz in the zeitgeist as we call it in the in the biz. This game I feel like will. I think it's gonna move the needle a little bit more. Great, that's a lot of fun to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope you I, like think I pieces. Love those conversations. Oh, I love those conversations. Kotaku's gonna have a field day. So okay, um, I <sighs> breathe. Whatever, man. Do what you got to do. I'm excited to see it just because I want to see some controversy. And, I, you know, if you're playing it to both sides, I, I actually want to see that. I want to see what that looks like, and I want to see if they can pull that off without looking like – without without pandering, basically. Yeah, but I feel, in my opinion, Modern Warfare, at least the early ones, were sort of like – I don't dislike Black Ops, and I don't want to, like, insult the other games, really, but Modern Warfare are the best Call of Duties, in my opinion. And a lot I, of people will disagree with you on that one. I think they're wrong, frankly, and I think like Modern Warfare, at least in its storytelling, as like deep as storytelling gets in Modern Warfare games or in Call of Duty games, it was better than the other ones. It was more... It was more grown up and fleshed out, in my opinion, than the other Call of Duty titles were. Because Call, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare is regarded as one of the best ones, right? Or was that 2? Uh, I think it was the first one. Again, I honestly wish we had Colin now because I'm not like a huge Call of Duty fan. Well, but it's his fault for working. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm pretty is. sure Call of Duty Two was. <laughs> you're. I think Call of Duty was the one that set off like, oh, this is a mature game. Yeah, we're getting back to it. This is modern warfare. Yeah, let's go. And then I think Two was the one that people were like, oh yeah, this game is where it's at, man. Do you realize how? They- like confusing it is to talk about these games too because it's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare and then it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and now it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare yeah it got rid of the number God of War did it so everyone else is gonna do it that's been my favorite thing like when this information leaked which by the way like it leaked we were in a room together and we all signed NDAs like somebody somebody leaked it some asshole broke the NDA that's what happened oh so, really yeah oh. I just want to vent that a little bit and just my entire Anyone who breaks an NDA is such a gigantic... Whatever. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, it's very frustrating to see Yeah, stop that. that. Just stop breaking NDAs, Why are you guys. doing that? Stop. Yeah, just... Uh, yeah, we showed him. Yeah, we got him. 
scorched you. Anyway, yeah. people were saying, like, oh, how are you going to reimagine Modern Warfare? What a stupid thing to do. Uh, God of War was just reimagined. Um, there are lots of other examples, though. Tomb Raider was reimagined. Uh, these are in the last five years. These games have been reimagined. Games get reimagined all the freaking time. Zelda Breath of the Wild was a reimagining in lots of ways of the Zelda franchise. It broke, like, every single thing that we thought was what made something a Zelda game was thrown out the window for Breath of the Wild. Pokemon Let's Go is reimagined. Yeah, and then we got Pokemon Sleep. So shut yeah. your face about reimagining. <laughs> without reimagining, we would not get Pokemon Sleep. Right, and do you so want to live in a world fine. without Pokemon Sleep? Yeah, how dare you? Do you want to not sleep with Pokemon? Dare you. Resident Evil 2. Right. Shadow of Colossus. We have a lot. We have a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. By the way, if there was a game called Sleeping with Pokemon and it was like dating and whining and dining Pokemons, I would buy that. Gross. Gross. <laughs> FBI's coming to your house. <laughs> is it illegal to sleep with yeah. Pokemon? Yeah, that is not cool. Because technically that's well, sleeping with your dog. Well, so that's my question, right? Yeah. Is it bestiality? Because some of the Pokemon can talk and they have agency. They can't talk. And then you're just being racist, frankly, if I can't sleep with a Pokemon who can talk. Which Pokemon can talk? No Pokemon can talk. Meow, 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 what was his name? The the cat one. The st- oh. Meow, cat, oh, meow. Catsith. Meow. Meow. Catsith yeah. is from Final Fantasy VII. I forgot Meowth can talk. Yeah, Meowth can talk. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you can't you can't do anything with Meowth, but all, you can't do anything with any of them. But Meowth is open game. Okay, so if I have a consensual sexual, as long as it's consensual, okay. yeah, you're good. You're good. Good. I'm glad we cleared that up. You and that's really it. what I wanted to get to on this podcast. So. And we solved it. That's it, everyone. Bye. You're welcome, everybody. Bye. <laughs> you can sleep with your Pokemon. Bye. Oh my god. All right. Anyway. Call of Duty, we've got a big Call of Duty coming. we got a Death Stranding coming. We might get a Cyberpunk 2077 release date. 2019, I feel like, has turned a corner for me personally. Yeah, Maybe not so right. much for you. I was wrong. You were right. Thank because you. Because oh. I, I didn't think any of those games were coming out this year. And when uh, they said Death yeah. Stranding is coming out in November, That's I didn't right. even think about anything about the game. I was just like, oh, Pat was yes. right. I didn't have to tell yes. him he was right. Bathe me. Oh, God. And I hate it. Bathe hate me in your ignorance. You. But yeah, you're right. So maybe we will. I, I still don't see. I still don't think we'll see Cyberpunk this year. But maybe I'll just say that I won't. We won't. Say, and we'll say it. So no, we're I, not seeing Cyberpunk this year. I'm gonna stick not, to what I said. But I actually, I'm starting to think that you're right, and it's gonna be early 2020, not 2019. And back to your question, I'm, it's 2019 still not shaping up to me. Well, actually, this week really shaped up in 2019 for me because what a week we had in game releases but other than that i'm like whatever we'll see that actually brings us perfectly into our last segment that we normally do at the end of the show anyway what are you playing this week edmund a lot a lot where do i start so this weekend i got into dauntless i don't know if you remember dauntless we talked about in the podcast sure do. a long time ago there is a video up of me playing our d- the demo of dauntless don't watch it it's pretty dated <laughs> now that the new release is out so I played a lot of Dauntless with my friends. Colin got on Dauntless with me. A couple of my college buddies got on the Dauntless with me. And it's okay. It's an okay game. It is not Monster Hunter in any degree, but it's a Monster Hunter light. Think of Monster Hunter with Fortnite assets in it. Mm-hmm. So you're basically, it's a free game, free to play. So you can download that on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And it is cross-play. So I was playing on PC, Colin was playing on the PlayStation 4, my other buddies were playing on PC, and pretty much had a seamless experience with it, which is very surprising. So I don't know why anyone can complain. About, I think if you're going to do cooperative games, they should all be cross-play at this point. Agreed. There's no there's no point for it not to be cross-play. It's also, it's going to happen. Like It, it has to happen. It's, I, I can understand competitive games because uh, competing against, uh, you know, mouse and keyboard com- 
competing against a controller gets a little tricky. Right. But I think when it comes to these games where you're all working together for one objective, I think it kind of works. So yeah, Dauntless, give it a try. It is like a Monster Hunter game. You every hunt is in an instance, so you match make. Matchmaking was pretty good. Went pretty well. And unlike Monster Hunter, it kind of streamlines you with quests. So it kind of gives you a quest to go kill this thing so many times, so you can collect so many of these things. And then once you get more quest, once you complete more quests, you get more money mm-hmm. to build more, you know, build more items that you can equip to make you stronger. Right. So, yeah, Dauntless was a pretty good game. Came out last week. It's free to play. Go pick it up. Well, not that you asked, but I am playing this week. Uh, <laughs> I played a little bit of Trover Saves the Universe. Um, no, 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 tell me about that. I'm ex- I'm gonna pick that up. You should. Um, it's a quick game if you want it to be, but there's a insanely deep amount of dialogue in this game where you can just like kind of let it play out and some some scenes are kind of fun if you let the controller just sit the game will kind of like continue without you which is really fun it is probably the funniest game i've played maybe ever and the closest and the most recent was probably the most recent south park game where i laughed out loud that many times playing a game it is fantastic uh the people at squanch uh in addition to just being very delightful people uh <laughs> They made a really awesome game. It looks cool. It plays really funny. It's a hilarious game. It's uh, from the co-creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland, and a uh, a producer who came over from Epic Games. Her name is Tanya Watson, and they started Squatch in 2016. This is their third game, but really their first game, if that makes any sense. The other two were like smaller games. This is their first like big, big release. I have an article about the foundation of their company also on THR if you guys want to check that out. Love that game. It's really, really fun. And then in addition to that, I've also been working my way through Final Fantasy VII on the Switch, which I've been playing for a while now, and I want to finish it before the remake comes out because I'm convinced that that remake will be released this year. You're you're an idiot. I know. It's not coming out this year. It probably won't. <laughs> it's not coming out this year. Oh, right. How many times is this final? Are you playing Final Fantasy VII? Dude, I'm not even joking. Like 45, maybe. Oh yeah. man, I played it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, we are up against our time wall here, but I want to thank everybody for listening. It has been a very interesting week in gaming, and we are gearing up for E3. And Eddie and I will have a lot of coverage and a lot of conversations leading up to E3 and after E3 and breaking down everything from the event. There's going to be lots of stuff, so make sure you guys check us out for that. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, Donkey Kong Artists. Follow, go to our website where this podcast will be posted. We also have our old podcast. Give them a listen. They're pretty good. They're, They're pretty good. They're great. They're awesome. We're, we are very entertaining. We're amazing. Yeah. God, we my really are great, aren't we? Sexy. My, I have the sexiest list view. Curl ever. up with your mouth. Ma- God, what? Mouth? It was going to be yeah. a hilarious joke, and I couldn't remember the name of that stupid yeah, Pokemon. See? Yeah. You know, consensual, though. Make sure it says Make yes. sure it's consensual. That's we the- do. We Yep. Do not force your meowth into any circumstances that it cannot get out of. And really, that's the main message that we're trying to get across to you guys. Do not have unconsensual sex with your Pokemon. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's probably going to get cut. And I just want to say thanks. Is it? <laughs> probably not. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. And uh, reach out to us. Let us know. We love hearing from you guys. And uh, just keep on being awesome people. We love you. Yeah. And make sure you comment. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. Hi, Arrow. Bye. Bye.